0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Classroom. Come on in and join me as we sit across this online table together. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time in the classroom, let me introduce myself. I'm Diane Kay, host of the 15-Minute Classroom podcast and owner of Next Steps, a collaborative coaching business. Here in the classroom, you'll gain access to information, tools, strategies, and educational support, For children 4 to 12 years of age, as you seek to develop essential skills that your children need at home, at school, and in their relationships. On today's episode, I'm really excited to introduce a seasoned piano teacher. This week here in the classroom, we've been talking about flexible thinking skills. And this interview will give you greater insight into how you can apply flexible thinking skills in the area of extracurricular activities. So without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Flexible thinking is such an important lifelong skill, one that supports learning at home at school when participating in extracurricular activities and in building relationships. Today we have a very special guest joining us across this online table. A well-seasoned piano teacher joins us here today to to further our discussion on the use and importance of flexible thinking in learning to play and practice the piano. By way of introduction can you tell us a little bit about yourself Melody and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Diane, for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Melody, and I am a wife and a mom and an owner of a wonderful dog and a piano teacher.
0: And your, your dog, I, I've met your dog, and uh, he has lots of energy. How is he added to your piano lessons?
1: I think he really has added, he's, he's, I'm thankful that he's a very well behaved dog. And I think he really has created moments of uh, relaxation for the students as they have come into the studio before all the COVID um, isolation uh, uh, rules came into effect. But uh, yeah, the students, I think very much look forward to a few little uh, cuddles with Dexter before they start and he often will lay by their feet. So he definitely really enjoys seeing the kids as much as he enjoys the music.
0: Oh, that's great. So how, uh, Melody, how um, long have you been teaching piano? This is uh, my 26th year of
1: teaching piano. Wow. And how did you become a piano teacher? Uh, Well, my background in teaching is um, actually at the community college level. And uh, when our children were young, uh, my husband and I, we made the decision to relocate for his work and at that point, um, I made a decision to step out of full-time college teaching and into a more self-employed teaching role. And what's one thing you love about teaching, Melody? I think the first thing I would identify about it, I love lots of things about it, but one of the first things would be uh, working one-on-one with children of all ages and stages is just such a delight Um, I feel it's a real position of trust as well and a really wonderful opportunity to try and optimize student success and achievement by being able to adapt the lessons to each child's individual learning style. Well, that would take a lot of flexible thinking even as you
0: talk about not only age but stage of development and then also their level of ability with playing and where they're at.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because as we know, every single child is, uh, is different and they have different strengths and they have different loves. And just being with them one-on-one is not only an opportunity to get to know that, but it's also an opportunity to just really draw out the best in every child at the piano.
0: And knowing you, I can only imagine how the children uh, feel that they're in a supportive um Uh, atmosphere and relationship when they work with you which would also uh, support their learning what's one thing that you'd say to a parent who has a child considering piano lessons
1: okay I have to really say two things I don't think I can quite boil it down to one if it's okay Um, first of all it's very important that the child have a strong interest in learning to play the piano. And this isn't something like school where that is a non-negotiable and they have to do their schoolwork, but this is an extracurricular and we really want to know that the child has a real sense of discovery about the piano and a real curiosity about it. Um, And the second thing I'd say to the parent is uh, the rewards of learning to play a musical instrument are really immeasurable, both to the child and the family. However, they must realize that it's a very long-term journey and will require a lot of parental support and encouragement every step of the way. What does that support look like, Melody? Well, you know, I think it's, it's certainly different for every child. It's different for every stage. Um, often for the little ones, it is, um, coming right alongside them and assisting them at the piano. Um, And as the children become more confident and more independent, then it's a little bit more of a step back, but probably gentle reminders about uh, practicing is very important. Uh, One of the most beneficial things I tell parents is tell your children when they play something that you love and ask them to play it again, because that's sort of a built-in, a little bit more repetition, um, being supportive when they are frustrated—it's very much a supportive kind of coaching role that you tend to kind of pull back as the ch- as you see your child becoming more competent and more confident with doing the work on their own.
0: Interesting, even as you describe that, it makes me think of a child learning to ride a bike with training wheels, and as they continue to grow and develop the skill, how you slowly, you know, remove those training wheels and they continue to um, be able to pedal freely and independently. But I love what you said about motivating the, the motivation that comes with asking them to play something that, you know, you enjoy hearing them play because they, they can see your enjoyment, which, you know, um, will strengthen their, their desire to continue playing as well.
1: Yeah, I really like the analogy of learning to ride a bike. It is certainly very similar. It's like it's learning a little bit and then learning a little bit more and building on those skills. And then, like you said, eventually being able to kind of launch with uh, much less parental involvement. So it's interesting.
0: Uh, the topic that we're talking about next week in the classroom is called scaffolding in learning. And this really is an example of scaffolding in learning as well. Um so, piano teachers like classroom teachers, Melody, have moved to remote learning. What has that experience been like for you? And because we've been talking about flexible thinking skills in the classroom, do you need or did you need flexible thinking
1: skills to adapt and to adjust to these changes? Well, it's been uh, for the first part of your question. Is it has been a very interesting experience. Um, And uh, a very challenging experience as well and a huge adjustment for me Um, in terms of flexible thinking, I would say flexible thinking and planning is the number one element that makes for a successful transition to an online teaching format for piano. really everything has been different lesson planning has been different lesson delivery has been different in some cases curriculum that i used uh, was different uh truly it seems like there was something different in every single lesson Mm
0: -hmm. interesting so a lot of flexible thinking for you Mm -hmm.
1: um what has that experience been like for your students It's been really quite a journey with a lot of them and truly for every student it has been different. Um, I've had some students who transitioned seamlessly to an online platform and have made absolutely astounding progress from week to week. Now these were the students who I would say uh, were quite forward thinkers, they were pretty good planners, Uh, They had uh, patience for problem-solving skills, they took some of their own notes, and they were pretty good at working independently. But interestingly, some of these students were very young. Like I have one in particular who's only eight years old who was astoundingly good at transitioning. But I do have students also who did not find it anywhere near that easy. Um, Some of them found navigating the hardware uh, somewhat frustrating. Uh, Some really struggled with maintaining focus with so many other distractions in their home. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them, and this again was not limited to any particular age, some had had struggles with necessary turn taking meaning we would talk on top of each other or we would try to play the piano on top of each other. And they needed a lot of gentle reminders about waiting and taking turns. Um, And even some of the older kids were a little bit impulsive and had a little bit of difficulty with that. Um, So so some of these students that did not find it quite as easy to make the adjustment to an online format, I found that these particular students needed a very carefully structured lesson time They almost needed to know the game plan in advance. For example, for the little ones, I would say, we're going to do one more song, and then we'll have time for a game because you've done such a great job. Or for some of the older ones, I would say, we have time for one more repertoire. What would you like to do? Just to kind of make sure we could bookend the lesson so they had a feel for um, how the lesson was proceeding.
0: Well, wow, I can hear from all of those examples, Melody, just your intention, the intention that you bring to each lesson and the interest that you have in uh, teaching to each child where they're at, their, their age and stage, and something that for parents too, just understanding where their children actually are at and being able to support them at that level. Uh, What flexible thinking skills do you think parents uh, need when they adjust to remote learning with their children on the piano?
1: I think parents have a particularly difficult role right now because there's so many facets to their online learning that the parents are are expected to kind of navigate and support. Um, And I guess it's some of the same things they are experiencing with the online school courses as well, but perhaps a little bit different. Uh, I think, first of all, they need to have unlimited patience and perseverance. Um, and a, a, just a real openness and willingness to assist and step in if there's a problem with the technology, or for the younger kids, sometimes it's a problem with their materials not being there. Um, the other thing, and it's very important, I think, is, is a, an openness to kind of reframing or thinking outside the box because there's often challenges that will arise in an online setting that would not be a challenge if we were sitting side by side at the piano in my studio. Uh, So these uh, problems often require very new and very different approaches to solving problems and learning new materials. Um, The other thing that I think sometimes uh, we don't think about is sometimes the actual momentum of, of the lesson time is very different. Sometimes things we could move through very quickly in a face-to-face setting is not going to be uh, progress the same if it is an online lesson. And sometimes roadblocks will occur with some particular element that we never even considered before. But in order to fix those and make sure the student is successful, we have to stop. We need to focus in on a very tiny slice or a very tiny element and make sure that we're clear on that before we go on and look at a bigger picture. Well, so you talked about unlimited patience, persistence,
0: preparation, problem solving uh, in order to make progress and by being intentional about stopping and focusing on exactly where you're at and making movement. So those are a lot of really Helpful considerations for parents as they uh, navigate that online piano learning with their children. Those are really great. Um, what advice or encouragement do you have, Melody, for parents and for children who are taking lessons uh, now? And especially as, you know, we, we're not that sure of timing, but as they even uh, start to contemplate the fact that they'll return to in-home lessons, do you have any advice or encouragement uh, for parents during this journey?
1: Yes, I think so, and that is a great question, Diane. Uh, First of all, I think for all of us, this is a very unusual time, and we have to recognize that each person whether parent or child, everyone is responding differently to all of these imposed changes that we're experiencing right now. And as you said, we don't have a definite timeline for this. So I think sometimes that also can add an extra layer to how we are coping and managing in this time of social isolation. I think it's very important for music students to continue with their learning during this time. It gives them consistency of routine. There's amazing cognitive benefits. It also really fosters their love of music and sense of accomplishment when perhaps many of their other activities are on hold right now. But we have to remind ourselves that this will be different and will require lots of patience and encouragement and flexibility to explore new instructional methods and discover new ways of learning. The other thing I would say to parents right now is it's extremely important to keep lines of communication open with your teacher because after all, we are always a partnership in your children's learning. Um, feedback about how your child might be coping or maybe not coping is so beneficial for me and it will allow me to tailor uh, a more appropriate lesson delivery, probably hope resulting in a happier student who is more willing to try new things. Bottom line is we want our kids and our students to be confident because they know that their efforts will be both valued and supported in an encouraging and positive manner, both by me and by mom and dad at home.
0: Wow, I feel like we've just had a a banquet spread before us of um, ideas, support, um, information to guide uh, moving forward for parents, uh, and also information for Uh, how to navigate the current uh, waters that they're walking through with their students in uh, supporting them with piano. So thank you, Melody. Thank you for joining us across this online table today. And uh, I wish you continued success uh, as you work with your students and uh, as you journey forward, however those challenges and changes uh, are for you.
1: Well, thank you, Diane, for chatting today. It was wonderful to chat with you. And uh, all the best to all of our students in these times.
0: Thanks so much. As we close this episode, I want to thank you for joining me across this online table today. If you or someone you know would benefit from more support, please don't hesitate to reach out. I can be reached at coachingnextsteps@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at nextsteps please remember to follow me on this podcast. I look forward to meeting you here across this online table next week in the 15-minute classroom.